You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog Podcast. We're just a little uh, little old show where two old guys, I mean, one guy was like, are you going to do a podcast? And the other guy was like, what's a podcast? The first guy was like, you know, it's like a show we do, and I figure we'll talk about Super Nintendo games. The other guy was like, okay. And that's what it was. And, and that's what it was. And that's, yeah, that's it. What are we going to call it? I don't know. How about something like really blatant, like Tyler Dave play old games? Yeah, okay. I wish I <laughs> could remember because there were other options, other name options. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I can't them. remember any I mean, of the other ones because it's like you suggested Tadpog. I'm like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's direct to the point. I How like about it. Datpog? No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I like Datpog. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that, Datpog sounds like like an '80s computer company or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh shit, you bought stock in Datpog? Fuck, <laughs> shit, man. The, the whole computer thing didn't work so, out for them, so they made milk jug caps. <laughs> In the nineties, <laughs> and that didn't work out for them either. Mm. In the long run, mm. well, on this show, we play through old video games for the most part. Old any games, really. Sometimes modern games. It's been a while, but you know, well, you know, whatever. You know, we're pretty loose and free. But we've done a lot of shit. So we're like, you know what? We're kind of bored. Let's let's create a dark, chaotic god and have it randomly dole out Super Nintendo games off off of Wikipedia, and we'll do them. And we haven't regretted it at all. Never, it's been not wonderful. Once. It's been fantastic. We played through IGN's top 100. Yeah. And let's then get all like, the good ones out of the way. And then let's do the rest. And then we're doing the rest now <laughs> in random order. Yeah, we're doing the rest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the record, I do want to go ahead and say, since we're, I'm mock complaining, mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty content to just, you know, I'm fine to play shitty games as long as, you know, <laughs> you and I get together and we talk about it. Yeah. And commiserate. It's still fun for us. Yeah. 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 Cause uh, people do get, uh, listeners do get concerned. They're like, why don't you stop <laughs> doing bad Super Nintendo I'm games? about you guys. <laughs> right. So you don't get burned out on the show. And it's like, if I get burned out on the show, it's not going to be because of Super Nintendo. We're games. like 580 <laughs> in, man. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you, we are, we've built up some kind of like, Tolerance, right? Yeah, it's true. We have a callous to shitty, eh, pretty much shitty games, but mostly shitty Super Nintendo games. Right. Exactly. It is its own specific thing, a shitty Super Nintendo yeah. game. We're still not ready to play average N64 games. Oh, God. Those because are so just much, in general, so much worse. they're so much worse <laughs> than bad Super Nintendo games. I'd rather play a really shitty one than an okay <laughs> right. N64 game. Totally. Yeah, whenever I see people have so much nostalgia for it, I just like, yeah, man, I I wasn't there, so I'll, right. I'll never get it. Right. I'll never get it. I mean, I pulled on Mario's face when that thing first came out. So yeah, go like, to Toys R Us yeah. and play with oh, it. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know. By that point, 
I mean, I got a PlayStation pretty soon, I feel like. Yeah, you know what I mean? Me and it was yep. just, because I mean, that's where Final Fantasy went. So it's like, well, I guess that's where I'm going. Bye, Nintendo. I'll catch, you. <laughs> I'll catch you in a few years. And I'll totally understand that you made this monster in about 20 years. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the reason I'm leaving you is your fault. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we don't like Sony. We'll go to Phillips. That won't be a huge mistake. No. No. Never. No. <laughs> So today, courtesy of the randomizer, we are talking about wild snakes. Wild snake. Wild snakes. Snake. Snakes. Singular. Which is singular Which snake. Is fucking weird. There are a bunch of snakes. Because there are a bunch of snakes. Or in they game. all tame snakes, and there's one wild snake. Wild snake. That's the black yeah. snake. That's the wild yeah. snake. <laughs> the rest of them are domesticated. <laughs> yeah. Just fit in a jar. Yeah. Agricultural snakes. The cuddly snakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Milk them for their venom. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. There are snake farms, right, where they do that? Yeah. I think that's the most expensive liquid in the world, or is snake venom. It's not Monster Energy Drink? I'll be damned. That's up there. <laughs> Red Bull and, like, Jet Fuel, printer ink are way Cobra up there. Venom. <laughs> yeah, printer ink. Sure. I remember seeing the, like, cost per ounce. Yeah. And, like... I saw a that lot infographic, of that shit is, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always, like, one. when I see a gra- infographic, I'm like... That's, right, I, that's the truth. I, I believe it. I choose to believe this, right? <laughs> Without doing any more research or anything. Is it's, it shocking and I can spread it? Right. Perfect. <laughs> Is the source cited at all? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but man, Red Bull is expensive. It is fucking expensive. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I do too. I like the sugar-free Red Bull. I haven't had a a full a full-flavored Red Bull in a minute. Uh, but if I have another choice, I will always go sugar-free or preferably mm-hmm. the, the zero if, if they have it. I don't see it very often. Yeah, I don't see the zero much. Because most of the time, I'm just, I'm on that monster. I like monster. It's a lot cheaper and works just as well. Yeah. I do really like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick them, though, because they're too many calories, but the monster Java, Java triple shots. Oh, see, I don't like any of the, the coffee yeah. drinks. It, but like I, I've heard people rave about the the monster Java stuff. I mean the the triple shot like it's got more than the Starbucks triple shot like it's yeah. three hundred and ten milligrams of caffeine like but it's like two hundred and forty calories a uh, a can like a can or yeah. a serving because they get you with that I, shit. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's one okay. can is one serving. I could be wrong. It could be way worse because <laughs> so that's why I went these and... are like what I'm drinking out of. This is like two servings, mm. so it's like. No, I'm sorry. I'm completely wrong. It's it's Was one it ma- one can. Hopefully, Mo- Monster's a good, honest company. Woo. I think they it's just good salt that. of the earth monster people. <laughs> right, the monster people, <laughs> the people of Medina. <laughs> so I um, I bought a cold brew sack. because I was making my own cold brew for a little while. Right, and it's such a fucking mess. So I went and bought a special bag that is like a little weighted. And you put the coffee grounds in it, and you just put that in the bag, pour the cold water on it, you're done. So whenever it's ready to be coffee, you just pull the bag out and wash the bag, and that's it. So it's kind of like a tea bag, but for coffee. Yeah. Kind of like, but yeah. All right, cool. Because cold brew, like, you know, needs to set 10 to 12 hours. Wow. So, yeah. But I can make like a gallon at a time. And I thought my coffee machine took forever. (laughs) Here at Dad Bog, we do things a little (laughs) differently. So I got Melissa, because she hates coffee. She hates tea. I mean, anything that could be considered a bitter bre- bitter beverage, she hates. Not big on not big on beer. No, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but because uh, most of the time, all her caffeine intake comes from like Diet Coke. Yeah. So this weekend, uh, we went to well, we had our 
we had, we didn't do it last year. Everything with the boys. So this year we did. We revived our going to the amusement park post anniversary celebration. Like the very first year we were together, we went to Six Flags, and the second year because we got to go during all the Halloween stuff. So first year was Six Flags. Second year was Kings Island. Couldn't go last year. Uh, this year. She went to Silver Dollar City two weeks ago right. with the kids, and she was super impressed with their layout. Like, they cut down on the maximum number of people that could be in the park. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Everybody had masks. They had workers everywhere reminding everyone to wear it properly. Right. Hand sanitation stations everywhere. If you're going to throw up, throw up in your mask. And hurl in It's this. important, right? Yeah, <laughs> if you're going to spew, <laughs> spew in your tiny mask. <laughs> We've repurposed thongs. <laughs> we find they fulfill all the appropriate amount of vomit. Anymore, you clean it up. So, and then they would do every other seat on the rides. And then after one would go through, they'd spray down with sanitizer and send it through by itself to air dry. So they were very, very meticulous about it. And she was very impressed and happy with that. So when she got home, we talked about going to Kings Island again. Um, because every place that I was looking at was kind of hit or miss with if they were open or, but Kings Island's in Cincinnati. It's not a long drive. She's like, they about Silver Dollar City. I'd imagine Kings Island would be the same. So we went. Oh, you guys went to Kings. We Island. went to Kings Island I saw, this weekend. I, I noticed King Kings Island came up in Twitch mm-hmm. chat the other night. Fantastic amusement park. Yeah, I've Cincinnati. never I've never been, and I lived close by. I lived close by at one mm-hmm. point, but. I'm very, to, very worth it. I haven't been to a park in like, I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. I think it kicks, uh, the other close one is Six Flags St. Louis. Right. Kicks Six Flags St. Louis's ass. I haven't been to Six Flags St. Louis since, literally since I was a, mm-hmm. like a, legally a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a great time, but they were not nearly so meticulous in their sanitizing as Silver Dollar City was. Yeah. So it was a little uncomfortable. Uh, How so? They, well, they sold out of fast passes. If we had been able to get fast passes, it would have been totally fine. But they had like people who were wearing their masks, like no one was there. They're just noses out, masks on one ear, chin straps, fucking everywhere. Oh, so like the last time I went to Wingstop, and yeah. I was like, I'm not going to eat at Wingstop anymore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, because you can see in the kitchen, and it's like, oh, none of them. But we're, like, they're, we're, they're, these aren't beards. These are masks. <laughs> oh, the beard guards are required in the kitchen. I think masks are too, man. <laughs> so, I mean, everywhere, like, they tip you when you came in, of course. Um, all the social distancing place things were up when you were in line. No, no one fucking abided by it. So once you get in line, everyone was packed in their fucking lines. Like Melissa and I were doing the best we could to keep everybody a few feet away from us if we had to be in line for something. Like were you saying stuff to people? Like, hey man, back off. We pretty much we would just we kept inching away. I got you. And people were they to to be fair, they were kind of respectful. When they saw that someone was trying to be right, they might have backed up a little bit. That's good. No one was like intentionally like getting on anybody's asses. Yeah. Um so it wasn't too bad. We made sure we had our masks on the right way all the time, sort of facing toward each other. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was, it was, it was very good to get away from her again. But we both were just like, man, they don't give a shit. <laughs> they dropped the park down to thirty percent capacity, which was still a fuck ton of people. And amongst their hand sanitizer stations, they had them up after the rides. Uh, anything that wasn't attached to a ride was just like broken or empty. 
Did they have a big sign on the front that just said, no olds? No olds. <laughs> some, I didn't see, I didn't some see anything kids, about okay. age. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the proper signage up everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, but, of course, if, again, if we had fast passes, it'd be like we would never had to be within five feet of anybody. How do those work? You just show like one to an attendant or something and then go to the... You, when you go through and you order the online tickets or you go buy them at the door, you just upgrade. But like what, like how do you... They give you a little bracelet. Okay, so it's a bracelet. Yep. All right. And then you like what? There's like a line for no pass and then... Yeah, there's another, there's your regular line and then the fast pass line, which is a gotcha. shortcut line. So it's like the airport, essentially, yeah. where it's like now boarding. Yeah, basically like... Pay double the ticket price and you get in the fast. fast yeah, fast it's worth lane. it though. It sounds. Yeah, the first yeah. time we went, we got it. It was amazing. Yeah. We got to ride like every single ride in the park. It was more like an endurance race, getting to every single ride as many times as we wanted with no wait. Yeah. This time they reduced the hours from eleven to eight. We rode four rides. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even at thirty percent capacity, four rides. Wow. Well, <laughs> what rides did you hit? Uh, the new one, Orion, which was uh, their their brand new one. They're supposed to have a big debut this year. Didn't really work out. Um, has like a super fast 500 foot drop as soon as you start. That was great. Uh, is that then, all that it does? I like, mean, is it one of those like towers? Like, like is it? It's like a no, no, no. We would. Oh, okay. they, they have one. Gotcha. We didn't do it. That's like that's the one ride. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm okay. with you. <laughs> yeah, nah. Brandon well, and I did that a whole lot in Islands of Adventure. I'm good. Never do it ever again. <laughs> I've never done it. I just don't. I don't think that I want to. I, you know, like if I were to like experience a free, like a fall like that, mm-hmm. I think I'd just like skydive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like I trust that more than the cheap machinery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And like, especially if there's like a dude strapped to my back, it's like you don't want to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, like if the operator of the fucking the death elevator at the theme park also got in and be like, all right, I feel better about this. <laughs> you know. Because Melissa also she looked up all the all the odds and what park had the most most fatalities when they happen. I mean, a lot of fatalities happened like in the seventies and early eighties. Since then, they have dropped way off. When did that kid get decapitated at Disney? Was that Disney? I don't know. I feel like that was like early two. I know one old guy. I mean, not too long ago. Most all the fatalities of recent years are all in a park in New Jersey. They're all contrary to one park in New Jersey. And I think it just closed recently, maybe, because I Uh, I, I listened to a podcast that's based in New Jersey, and they (laughs) were talking about um, one of their theme parks closing down. Uh, It was probably that one. So basically, since the 90s, all fatalities, for the most part, have been people breaking the rules. Like one guy nearly got decapitated whenever he uh, lost his hat during the ride, so he jumped a fence to get his hat, and one of the roller coaster people, it was a leg dangling ride, came across and kicked him in the head, so shattered her leg to pieces and nearly decapitated him. Good God. So, yeah. But overall, the odds of you getting hurt on a, a theme park are like one in 270 million, yeah. something like that. So, well, I mean, there are inherent risks, but, yeah. right? I mean, you kind to of. To everything. You, yeah. yeah, to everything. Yeah. I mean, you get in your car and it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good if you get in your car. You're pretty, yeah, that's oh, pretty good on that one. So, uh, yeah, great time, Kings Island. Uh, they uh, one thing they did. Uh, they had these. They have new executive chefs. They had these old tasting stations. You could buy since we couldn't get the fast passes that were sold out. We got the tasting pass, so we got to go around to 
three different tasting stations around the park and have treats, um, which were like, it was better than typical, you know, $70 chicken sandwich park food. Because like a number one at their Chick-fil-A in Kings Island was $17. That's a combo though with a drink? That's a combo, yeah. Number one, $17. Okay. All right. Well, at least it's a combo. (laughs) That blows my mind that it's like, this is Chick-fil-A. It's no different than any Chick-fil-A you've been to. There's one right over there. Yeah. Yeah, You can see one look through the fence. (laughs) There's also this one here. But this one, the menu is a third of everything else, and it's three times the price. (laughs) We like threes here. We ate at Panda Express, which wasn't too bad. We got like the three entree rice and then a drink, and I got a cup for water, and it was still like 20 bucks for those to eat, which was damn good for Kings Island. But still, like I went and got um, poutine at one of the stations. It was like cheese curd. Port wine reduced pork ribs and duck fat fries looked terrible. Like the presentation was awful. It was just a bunch of kids throwing shit into into a to go container. Sir, uh, we're stoned. Eat this and move along, yeah, please. Exactly. <laughs> Those are pretty good. Um, Melissa had a zombie dog, which is like shredded jack cheese, chili, jalapenos, and some special kind of cor- uh, hot dog. We legally could not call this a Frankenweenie. But. <laughs> but but you know you know we would, uh, which was like I was just sitting there like, God, if I were these kids' fucking manager, because like line is huge and they are just like they have multiple fryers, but they are doing one item at a time. Throw the hot dog in, just wait sit for there, it, stare at the line. Yeah. Well, that one's done. All right, there's another one. Like one, throw, hot- throw six in there. <laughs> Just ask, all right, who's got a zombie dog? Okay, eight of you. Get that shit done. These are made fresh. We take our job seriously Uh (laughs) here at Kings Island. Here at the Kings Island across from the (laughs) Chick-fil-A. We take this dollar store hot dog wrapped in Cisco bacon very seriously. Cisco bacon. I knew him. (laughs) What else did we get? Um... Their bakery was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, like a, a little sweet shop. They where, had all this at the park? Yeah. Yeah. Melissa got like a candy corn cupcake, and I got a uh, cinnamon cayenne pepper cupcake. Interesting choice of the candy right. corn. Is she a candy corn fan? She does. Yeah. She loves candy corn. I do not so much. A lot of people don't. I like no. candy corn. Yeah. I like that like mix, you know, that Nikki oh, makes. Oh, that Nikki makes. That is, that is, I will eat candy corn in that circumstance. Candy corn and... Salted peanuts yeah. and M&M's, yeah. The, what, the Snicker bar combo that she makes? Yeah. yeah. The, and the, under that circumstance, I will eat waxy-ass candy corn. Yeah. But <laughs> by themselves, <laughs> no, no thank you. Action Park is the uh, theme park in New Jersey. Action that Park. Is, that is. Oh, is that, did Netflix have a documentary? documentary? Class which, Action Park right. is what they, okay. Which I haven't seen, yeah. but that, that all <laughs> makes sense now, yeah. And then I also, uh, it also looks like that the person who got decapitated at Space Mountain in Disney World mm. uh, is a rumor. A- okay. A- according to this search. <laughs> according to the to the cops that were paid to overlook right, it. Right. Nothing happened here. <laughs> according to I don't know. I'm I'm not saying it was influenced by a major entertainment company. <laughs> <laughs> but it could have been. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else did we ride? Uh we rode I think it was like two wooden coasters. Might even three wooden coasters. Sounds like a podcast. 
Three, three wooden <laughs> three coasters. Three wooden coasters. Which I love a good wooden coaster. A Cracker Barrel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like one that was, it was very old. It looked like it would have been a scene in like Stranger Things where Eleven has to fight the Demogorgon. <laughs> like old white chipping paint, like an old ad. Like it beat the shit out of both of us. It was called like the Rider or something. It was like, yep, nope, never again. Not this one. Then we rode uh, Mystic Timbers, which was very, very cool. It was like going through, like, you go through dark mine shafts and whatnot, and it was creepy, spooky. Like, we liked that a whole lot. And then there was another one that was some kind of, like, a Gold Rush-themed wooden coaster. We We rode four things. What else did we ride? So they weren't all spooked up. No. No, they... Normally, the the... Last time we went where they had it, it was fantastic because they. Yeah, I remember you telling me. After eight o'clock, they converted it into all these like haunted houses and stuff, and that was wonderful. Sounds cool. But they weren't. They instead of doing it this year, they did something very kid themed. Yeah. And had like their Snoopyville turned into all these like fair games and trick or treat stations and shit like that. Like they they instead made it very kid kid themed. Were there a lot of people in costumes and stuff? All all the kids were. Yeah. Yeah. I walked by uh, a Japanese couple who had their three kids dressed as Frieza. No, their four kids dressed as Frieza, Piccolo, Trunks, and Goku. (laughs) I had to stop and be like, that's amazing. And he was like, "Mm, I know. I know. Were the kids like, who are we? (laughs) Dad, who are we? I don't want to be Martian Manhunter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Who is Mr. Sinister? Uh, I think Henry might be a fire truck again. <laughs> He's got the costume with this. Like I was asking, I was like, "What do you want to be for Halloween? A fire truck? Are you sure? <laughs> I only get to be a fire truck one day <laughs> right? a year, Dad." <laughs> it's like, look, man, if you want to be a fire truck, it's cool. I just want to let you know that you do have. Save options. me that thirty bucks. You're fine. Yeah. All right, son. We're poor, but we're not like. <laughs> That poor. You, you've been a fire truck the last we have three sheets. years. <laughs> we have sheets we can get holes in. You don't have to be a fire truck. Yeah, yeah. Um, after we left there, the next day driving home, which I love Melissa even more because if not for her, I never would have done this. Something I would have just passed on by. She was like. I want to go to the Sign Museum while we're here in Cincinnati. The Sign Museum? Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. Like it's like a like a visual. It's not like a American Sign Language Museum, is right? It? No, like no, it's no. Like, it it's was like display signs, right? So, yeah, uh, it was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I bet because uh, they had they did they would give you um, earbuds and you could do a walking tour. It was all the like pre-electric signs they had all this sorts of shit up from like the hand carved mm-hmm. gold filigree sort of signs and then how theaters when movies were first coming out it was up to that movie theater to produce whatever advertisement yeah. signs they wanted so they had all sorts of those and show how that changed and how signs with like glass cracking and all this sort of shit how it went from like light bulbs to neon to all these different designs they had like a super old Frisch's Big Boy. And they were telling all the details about how Frisch's Big Boy has changed for all the years and how like the one they have is very rare because it has an actual external slingshot and the kid has red hair. They phased out red hair because, you know, they really lean hard into red kid redhead kids are bad. Sinister. <laughs> yeah. 
Our uh, our fish's big boy is the rarest because uh, they use a live child. <laughs> They call him the mean Irishman, mm. Frisch's big boy. <laughs> He's just bones now, but this was once a live child purchased <laughs> directly from I- from Frisch. His bones. <laughs> These bones were very expensive. Probably charged fifteen bucks a person. <laughs> they're, they're they're come with us to the sign yeah. reliquary. <laughs> <laughs> they had like all these neon like church signs and shit. Uh, signs still in like. Apparently, like the, that's, the, that's the wing of the museum, neon church signs and they, shit. They had two or three that it was just like, man, I'm glad I don't see these very often because that is gaudy as hell. <laughs> like what kind of church? Like were they just like the name of the church, like in neon yeah. lights? Oh, like a chapel design. Odd decision. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> Odd decision. Is it like a Vegas church or something? Or uh, one was from Louisville in like the seventies. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. I guess neon was just real big then. Yeah, because then they talk about how you know. Neon came about, how they do all the different colors, and yeah. how like they had this one a moving animation neon dairy sign they talked about. Yeah. How like the collectors all want signs in their original shipping containers. That's the big thing in like the sign collecting industry. Okay. So they had like four or five in their original shipping containers, which is like man, how did anything make it from point A to point B? What are they Just, like? <sighs> Chicken wire and two by fours, like every foot and a half apart. Like it was just barely, barely contained. Anything could slip in there and break that glass super easily. Like a sign thief could just slip in there. Yeah, take it out piece by they, piece. They were able to go in there and like fish out how to plug them in while they're still still in the containers for the most part. How do they know that what they ordered is actually in the in the wrapping? You know, in the in the container. You can you can straight up see it. Oh, you can see it. Okay. <laughs> you see every bit of it. Gotcha. It's like that's why like you could just really anything could fall in that foot of space between the planks. So and it is the that glass. it is that much. Yeah, just that much. Space. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Huh. What else? They had one of our uh, a huge ass original McDonald's sign. Um. Over one hundred served. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> like the original like. Speedy or Speedzy, Speedzo, the original McDonald's mascot. Oh, that the one who's on like, uh, wasn't he on like the Egg McMuffin wrapper or something for a while? He was like on a wrapper for a minute because I oh, remember maybe. like being a kid and being like, who is this? And everyone I asked, every adult's like, I don't know. And it turns out it was, yeah, that's the original. It was or like whatever. a circle, a, the guy had a circle for a head and he was winking. Yeah. 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 So I got a picture of Melissa in front of that. Uh, and it was just super, super interesting. They ended up like I spent more in uh stuff there than I did at King's Island. So I was like, yeah, I want to get this ham sign, this moon pie sign, this burger magnet. And Melissa's like, I get a shirt. So you got a moon pie sign? Mm-hmm. Where is it? I want to see it. That's oh, in my trunk. Where it belongs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Is it so big? everyone can see it? Uh, and I mean, it's. Okay. All right. So it's like a it's like the size of like what I imagine a stop sign is, but it probably uh, smaller. More like a lunch tray. Okay. That that and then I got a you know, of course one of the weird stuff where the animal is serving itself, like some sort of like a pig butcher serving you big cuts of ham. Of yeah, course. One of those, yeah. Well that's how you know you can trust that pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the speedy mascot, this guy. McDonald's. I'm speedy, 
Coast to coast. He kind of looks like he is a hamburger. At least his head is a hamburger. Yeah, there it's you like go. a Mayor McCheese. Okay. It's like Mayor McCheese, but like flipped his head forward a little I bit. I wonder if he's Mayor McCheese's dad. Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Where uh, does he fall into the, all the McDonald's character lore? <laughs> Mayor McCheese was my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he falls in like the McDonald's lore. The this McDonald's is lore. my grandfather, Viscount McCheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you guys went. That's awesome. Yeah. When did you go? Uh, went to the Sign Museum on Sunday. So we went to Kings Island. We drove up Friday, stayed Friday night, got up, did that all day Saturday, and then did the Sign Museum on the way home Sunday. Cool. So good time. Yeah, it sounds like it. Very good time to, yeah, just like be together. Mm-hmm. Not not to have the, all the kids. Like mm-hmm. it's the first time we've done that in a while. It's mm-hmm. very very nice. Even though on the way home I stopped at a gas station, maybe be like, I just want to go to my house and not go anywhere else. <laughs> I'm the only person in here wearing a mask, and everybody mm. is here glaring at me because I'm wearing a mask. Mm. This is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So, how's you? What about you? How's your week? It's fine. It's good. Yeah. Thanks for Super Punch Out. I You're welcome. That. You're welcome. Nikki was like, Tyler wants to know what you want for your birthday. And I was like, fucking nothing. Because Tyler and I have an arrangement where. I- he doesn't buy me shit for my birthday. <laughs> I don't buy him shit for his birthday. I want to keep it that way. Yep. And then um, I, I saw made sure to include you, on that. <laughs> you referenced in that note. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was like, well, okay, this is, a, this is a very nice gift. I was thinking about purchasing Super Punch-Out. Sandwich Boat Phil had posted it on the, the Discord, like a bunch of Super Nintendo games that, mm-hmm. that he was selling and uh, Grim beat me to Super Punch out, mm. so it was nice to get nice to get a copy. Yeah, he got it. So yeah, very nice. Uh, thank you. Does that or super super ghouls and ghosts or super got that one? Yeah, that's what so, Nikki yeah. told me. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, one. she told me she was like, yeah, I helped you catalog because she did. She helped me catalog the SNES collection like a few weeks ago, and she was like, Tyler was asking me if you had stuff, and I was like, uh, I should know that, because I literally, we literally just did this. Is that a red one? Right, yeah. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, if you're not familiar with those games, how are you going to keep any of that shit straight? That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's the difference to like, her, there's no difference to her from like, because she hasn't played the games, but it's like, Super Ghouls and Ghosts or Zombies Ate My Neighbors? <laughs> Which is which? Quick! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know, they motherfucking monsters! <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's Monster Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, you could come up with a bunch of like generic questions about video games where it's like, in this video game, you run away from ghosts. Oh, a Ross quiz, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's Pac-Man, right? It's Pac-Man? <laughs> It's Pac-Man. Is it Beetlejuice? Theoretically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been good. I took uh, I took that day off, which was really nice. I got to play Hades for like five hours right. uh, that day. Um, I got a Hades clear. I have two, two Hades clears under my belt. Nice. Yeah. When I got done streaming uh, Wild Snake, I was like, well, I can play. I can play a little bit of Hades. I've been wanting to play it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a treat. Yeah, as a treat, yeah, and uh, got my second clear that time. You just you just beat it over and over again until you get credits. Is essentially how it how that works. Mm, okay, um, still love it. Like twenty five bucks is like 
It's a fucking steal. Yeah. Yeah, it's a steal. Like, that game is amazing. I might have to get that until they finish uh, Rogue Legacy 2 completely. Yeah, totally. So. Totally. Are you, have you still decided not oh. to do the early access on no, Rogue Legacy I'm 2? Just, like, cause yeah. I'll, cause I'll, I'll, yeah, I don't. I don't see myself enjoying it as much if I have to like restart or I'm just hitting this big delay and kind of lose, you know, take the wind out of my sails. I'll just wait. I love the game too much and to hamper my enjoyment of it. Yeah. I'll just, sure. I'll just wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Early access is always a tough sell for me. Because like Bro Force, we had early access to Bro Force and we enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I've never, never come back never to it. Never went after back it was to finished. it. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Not once. No. Me neither. Thought about it for a split second and then like, no, it's been so long, and I yeah, forgot. Yeah, like, totally. And they keep adding characters, and it's like, oh, that sounds cool. All right, I guess I'm gonna keep playing what I'm playing now, though. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> right. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, the library of games just keeps growing and growing because mm. it's like I'll never go back to fucking Broforce. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, because it's like I got that that itch.io bundle that they did like at the you know um, uh, a few months ago, and it was, I mean, there's so many fucking games in that in that bundle that it's like, no, I'll never, never <laughs> get through this. I mean, yeah. it's like, I don't know, a couple hundred games, I think. And it's just like, yeah, it's a lot. They had Blades in the Dark, like a PDF copy of Blades in the Dark. So, I mean, it was a cool, it was a cool bundle. Shit, man. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. I, I have, like, I don't even know what I have. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. No idea. Like, Blades in the Dark is on my wish list on Amazon. And it's just like... Some someday I'll buy this. This looks good. It's also a little little pricey right now. So. How much is it? Thirty bucks. Oh, that's not too terribly it's bad. Not too bad. I mean, if you're used to paying like sixty bucks per D and D book, this is true. Which I definitely <laughs> am accustomed to. That's like it's blowing my mind to like buy other books, right? Where it's like buying Morkborg and like buying um, Blades in the Dark PDF copy, whatever, uh, and like buying like old school essentials and stuff. And it's like, oh, these books are like. Priced like books. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. It's not like I'm taking a class in biology. <laughs> it's about that amount of study. So yeah. yeah, and the return on that investment is about the same. Where it's like I'd like to sell my old edition D and D books. Oh, you five dollars? Five dollars? Okay, deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you're right. It's so heartbreaking. But it'll probably come back around, right? I mean, I imagine if you hold on to like the third edition books for like long enough and, and you keep, keep them, them in, in good, good condition, condition that's that's the problem there yeah. yeah it is hard to keep a big block of books in that in good condition yeah. especially fucking role-playing my books. fourth edition books are fucking pristine they still smell like books a million everyone says <laughs> yeah as it turns out i think everyone's yeah is. but like oh yeah this isn't fun <laughs> i don't even have we would just edition. play world of warcraft so. yeah i think fourth edition like Fourth edition was just a tough sell. I think fourth edition would work better now. I honestly think that like fourth edition was just kind of this is gonna sound fucked up, but I think it was kind of ahead of its time. Like I, mm. I, I feel and I uh, well maybe not. Maybe if it had been presented more of like, I just don't feel like when fourth edition came out that like board game culture is where it is now. Mm-hmm. And I think that if like board game culture had been stronger when fourth edition came out, it might have done better. Because to me, fourth edition felt very much like. A kind of like a, a you know a board game with like RPG constructs yeah. kind of deal. You're right. But then again, to be fair, I only play like two fourth edition games, and I didn't like it because it was like, oh, this isn't this isn't third edition at all. Well, we were, <laughs> yeah, we just weren't done with that edition yet. Yeah. Like that's why Pathfinder still had ten more years in it. You yeah. know, like people just 
weren't done with that. And yet. I can tell you, I <laughs> never want to go back to Pathfinder. Yeah, like it's I, like too it's, crunchy. It's just like not only is it too crunchy, but it's like I don't know, man. It's just like all right, I did that for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a long time. We played third edition, three point five, and then Pathfinder, and it's like. It just gets bloated, I feel like, you okay. know? And unless it's like... You know what to do to be powerful. Yeah. You know where to, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't, I'm not interested in that anymore. Yeah. I used to, for sure. Like, make an optimal build and like, uh, you know, like meticulously curate like a list of spells and stuff. And like, how can these spells interact with one another? Which is super fun. Yeah. But it is like a young man's game. now it's like i want to randomly generate a character sit down and play that character and then have and just have fun yeah yeah or like or like build the rp aspect of it you know and like flesh out the that's always what i'm yeah and i've always liked that but i mean and like in that edition you kind of have to sacrifice that to stay fucking viable it's more like you know get be powerful oh like get be powerful or you're or you're not going to have very much fun like in 3.5 you yeah, mean yeah, yeah like what is it the tome of uh tome of battle or whatever the fuck it what the oh book, of, book of book nine of swords. nine swords yeah book of nine swords ruined that game well it felt like it felt like the book of nine swords and um what was the magic one Cause it was like there was a there was a rule book full of like melee classes essentially, mm-hmm. and that was the book of nine swords. And then there was a book of spell casting classes. I can't oh, remember. That what had it was like called. binder and shit in it. Yeah, yeah that yeah. book. I feel like those two books were kind of like d- like a new setting, like, like system kind of deal. Do a game that's just these entirely this. Just these two books. Don't throw this on top of everything else. Right. Because everything in the player's handbook right. is fucking useless. It's if outdated. You use this book. Yeah. <laughs> um. You want to play a, a ranger? <laughs> okay. I guess, man. Or how about a guy who, uh, basically, the way this reads, could just make the sunrise with his level three skill? <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> but you get oh oh you get a wolf. All right. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember giving Blake that book. And Blake is like Mr. Research, Meticulous, Min Max. Sure, like, yeah. Man, he used that to take dynamite to my fucking game. Yeah. Because he was just, it was either know his weaknesses and take him out in round one so everyone else can play, or he just wins. Yeah. Every time, it's all it was. Yeah. Which, that was fun for him. I want people to play as to how they have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping in mind. And then, of course, like everyone else, like... I can relate Wiley, to that. Wiley is a big role player. Yeah. So, like, his role playing choices made him not shit in in the face of Blake's min maxing uh, Goliath. Yeah. So I can relate to that. When you made Ode for for Meg, oh yeah, and, and my game, uh-huh. it was just like I have to either take Meg's character out in the beginning, or you guys, it's an auto win because she was just optimized to heal, and it was just like, and that that class was also broken as hell. I know. Yeah, so I don't know. A lot of that has kind of like radiant, radiant servitive paylor, something, yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was just like the healing was yeah, astounding. The healing yeah. was like it was just like okay. Well, in order to for things to be challenging, everybody's got fast healing sixty. Right, I can I can heal as a free action every round. Right, right, and it's like I felt bad because there were times like I mean it was just like you're out, you're, you're you got you're out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, can't do I can't like I can not come up with any encounters that are fun for anybody because yep. no one can die. Yep, so it was just kind of like oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right, super healer. So and I mean that's just kind of 
I don't know. That's the point where it's like, okay, this game has run its course. Like this, mm. like this edition has run its course. Like when we're to the point now where there it's are like so many books where yeah, there's so yeah. many splats where it's just like the disparity between the core classes from the player's handbook are fucking shadows compared to like the the new classes. Hundred yep. percent. And I get it. Wizards of the Coast needed to sell books. Which I guess I like in 5th edition, they're kind of getting away from that. Yeah, I like that too. So that helps. That, but, that will add longevity to the system. I've also stopped buying 5th edition books though. Oh, so yeah? because yeah, they're just like, I've got a bookshelf full of them and it's like, don't use, don't use, don't use, don't use. Like they're like, the last four that I bought, I opened yeah. when I bought them and then put them on the shelf. And it's like, there's the book. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people use like the um, the online like the the D and D app essentially mm-hmm. now because like you can buy the books and stuff on on that app like in a digital format and um, it's pretty cool. I, I but I don't like the fact that it's like they introduced this app you know like after the physical books had been printed. So it's like oh man, did you like did you spend like three hundred dollars on books? Well, that's cool. We appreciate it, but you are going to have to buy them again. Can't buy them all over again. <laughs> Only this yeah. time they're pretend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, don't want to do that. Do not want to do that. In fact, I feel a little bit, I feel a little slighted, honestly. And in fact, I think it's hard to, I have a harder time learning looking at my phone than I do holding a book. Yeah. So then it's like I do, I want to buy yeah. the physical book to learn how to, know what I'm looking for in the digital copy when I actually play. To have, like, ease of use and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like they were – they were just weren't thinking ahead on it, right? Because it's like the the app came out like – The thing's a fad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and they were – like, for the longest time, they've – like, they were supposed to do it for the longest time. And then I think it took, like, three years or or whatever for it to, like, finally happen. Uh, And it's like by that time it was like, well, you guys have published a lot of books. And uh, man, don't want to, don't want to do it. Yep. No, I'm with you. So, uh, I watched uh, Console Wars. Uh, I, on uh, well, I borrowed Grimm's copy of mm-hmm. Console Wars. Thank you, Grimm. That was cool. I liked. Yeah. It. I liked it. Yeah. It's not as like, it's not what I expected. I thought it was like a episodic documentary mm-hmm. series, like um, um. God, I can't remember the name of the one that just recently came out that I enjoyed, but it's like the that. high score. High score, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like that. No, it's just a documentary, and okay. it's like okay, well, it's it's okay, it's it's good. I don't think you got to like. I don't think I don't know. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't like need to like seek it out because <laughs> you know because it's like a lot of it's just kind of just like, listen to all 580 yeah. it's our show and you'll kind of get the gist of well it, well my point is i feel like if you're listening to this episode on wild snake you probably know a lot about <laughs> nintendo and yeah. sega you know what i mean yeah. and it's like there are like little nuggets in there that i learned for sure because i'm not a fucking expert you know you listen to the, so it's in the yeah. disclaimer yep uh but you know it's pretty it's pretty basic stuff but and it's also like what i was disappointed in was oh man i don't know if this is part of like viral marketing for this documentary or what but it's like they pull a lot of youtube videos like a lot of like um like uh do you remember when we did the competition carts episode of tadpog mm-hmm. uh like i did a lot of research uh for that like watching like the old tournament videos and stuff like that are on youtube 
And there are a lot of those like clips from that on in, in the oh, documentary, okay. which is cool on yeah. one hand, but on the other hand, it's like, man, it'd be really nice to see stuff that's not just available on YouTube. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah. it's like I, I was a little disappointed. Like I like Tosh Point oh, but it's it's really just Reddit, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, is Tosh Point oh still on? Yeah, it just got canceled. Oh, it just got canceled. Yeah. Man, it had a run. A long run. Because it was fucking cheap ass th- sure. shit to produce. Sure. It got numbers and it cost like almost nothing to make. That says a lot, I guess, about how much people were watching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not only that it ran so long, but like that it was canceled and super cheap to make. But he it, probably... it had something to do with like COVID plus uh, there was some kind of uh, an animation development deal he took mm. or something. Mm. So. I imagine he probably demanded a salary, you know? Yeah, probably pretty good after like 10 years yeah, or whatever. probably yeah. longer than that, yeah. man, because I remember Tosh.0 was like on when I lived in Lexington, and that yeah, yeah. that was almost 10 years ago, so maybe you're right. It, 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 I mean, it's probably more like 15, who fuck knows? It's been a long yeah. time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. Wild Snake? Wild Snake? You want to talk snake? about Wild Snake? Sure. So it's only been about 45 minutes. We can talk about Wild Snake. Wow, it has. <laughs> wow, look at that. We're almost done. Yeah. Holy shit. D&D Chatty Boys. Yeah, sorry if you don't like tabletop stuff, but... Try it. Get back Try to it. us. Try it. It's great. Yeah. Pause this episode. Go play a, a year of a campaign. Come back to us. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, or just like, or just play like one shot of Morkborg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> either one. Uh, Man, there's a... I just pledged to a Kickstarter. There's a... The Morkborg folks are putting an album out, and uh, so like there's a track. Uh, there's like they've released a track, and it's fucking it's fucking awesome. Swedish black metal. Yeah, yeah. and it and it is like what's beautiful about it is so it's a uh, when I first saw the Kickstarter, I was like they're doing like a vinyl pressing. I was like, what is this? Like a an actual play? Like they they, they recorded and put pressed the vinyl. Mm-hmm. No, it's an album. It's a music album. Uh, and, um, the vine, like the, the, the album cover, the vinyl cover, uh, is a, is a dungeon. It's a, it's a session. Oh shit. So it's like, oh yeah, this is like a no brainer. I'm definitely buying it. It's like 25 bucks. So it's like, yeah, this is for sure. I want this and I want the physical copy. You could get like a cheaper digital copy, Mm -hmm. but it's like, fuck man, if I'm going to like pay $10 or whatever for the physical, I might as well pay 25 for like the album Some and like real shit yeah. yeah and it's like they were saying they were like if you like the kickstarter's like if you don't have a record player um you get the digital files with it uh, and you can use the album like the album cover like as a dm screen mm-hmm. and it's like okay that is that is a Damn, good idea right. and they were like this is the best part of this one of the stretch goals is or was because it's been met I think it was like if they got to like, I can't remember what the number was, maybe like $40,000 or something like that. But if they got to that level, uh, they were going to hire the dude who uh, did all the narration for Darkest Dungeon to read the setting portion of the Morkboard rulebook. And they made it, and it's going to happen. And I think they're releasing that just... They're just gonna release that like as a like as a free thing. Yeah. That's gonna be fucking sweet. That is awesome. This this game is a really cool like they're like it's a very cool like the way they handle everything is, mm-hmm. is very cool. Mm-hmm. Wild snake. Wild snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh hard 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 right in the, uh, the wild snake. You hear that, Dave? <laughs> I do hear that. Uh it sounds like sounds like 
thousands of snakes mm. that are in boggy water. You can't see, but you can hear them. It had to be snakes. It had to be snakes. Uh, said by your favorite actor of all time. Mm-hmm. Of course, that ushers in a segment uh, that we like to call Dave Reads from Wikipedia. Uh, Wild Snake, you make my heart sing. Heartache? Uh, Heartache. (laughs) (laughs) Is a puzzle video game inspired by Tetris. I never would have guessed. Oh, yeah. A puzzle game? You mean to tell me there's a puzzle game inspired by Tetris? (laughs) Do you like, did you like Tetris, but like, it's just too predictable? (laughs) You don't like how like yeah. the blocks like stay in place <laughs> when you put them down, maintain their shape. You don't like to like make a plan and see what's next, <laughs> not just have everything just rearrange on its own accord. <laughs> what if you set the L block down and then it slithered away <laughs> <laughs> and fit into other gaps and fucked all your shit up? <laughs> uh, let's see. Wikipedia continues. Snakes of varying colors and lengths fall from the top of the screen and slither to the bottom. Mm-hmm. The goal is to clear out the snakes by touching two of the same color. Wild Snake was designed by Alexei Lisagorov and presented by Alexei Pajitnov, who is... Who did make Tetris. Who made Tetris, mm-hmm. the creator of Tetris. So I feel like they were, they were like, let's hire another Alexei to make a puzzle game. To, what Alexei make good game? To Alexei, though. Mm. Super great mm-hmm. game. Also, we will confuse the market. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like, think about when this game came out, like um, 1994 in North America. Like, oh, my God. 13 years old. <laughs> like, if you were like, I, I, like, as far as I know, there's only one Alexei in the fucking universe. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know the Tetris dude's name at the time, you mm-hmm. know? So I feel like that was, I don't know. I don't know. Not saying anything shady was going on there, but. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the the creator of Tetris, what I love about this is, have you seen the box no. for Wild Snake? Oh, man, this is great. So on the box for Wild Snake, I mean, okay, so. Is it Samuel L. Jackson just glaring at you? That's Black Snake Moan, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Snake Moan. <laughs> uh, so quick crash course in design that everybody wants. Uh, to hear mm-hmm. most important real estate on anything uh, in uh, like a, an English speaking country is top left. Like that's that's the prime real estate because everyone mm-hmm. read we read from top top to bottom, left to right. So top top left is like that's it's where you go. That's the primo okay. spot. It's where people typically start. Yeah. Uh, top left of this box is a photograph of the creator of Tetris, Alexei Pechetnov. <laughs> Everybody knows what he looks like. Right, yeah, and he's like got a signature underneath it, which is just like oh, I can't read that because it's just a signature. Uh, and then it says, "Alexei Pajitnov, creator of Tetris, introduces colon Wild Snake." <laughs> so they were like, definitely, were like Tetris, the Tetris guy. We got the Tetris guy here. <laughs> so just roll the dice. <laughs> Probably all right. Uh, and then on the box, they mentioned. I should. Unfortunately, they only mentioned Tetris twice on the front of a box of a game called Wild Snake. Uh, how many times is Wild Snake mentioned? Oh, just once. That's weird. <laughs> I mean, it is really big. Yeah. But uh, on the side, it says a wild. It's like Barack Obama presents Joe Biden for president. 
you got to say endorsed by Obama. Right? I'm not saying you got to work in Barack Obama <laughs> one more time. Uh, on the side of the box, it says a wild, slithering puzzle adventure in the tradition of Tetris. There we go. Uh, and then my next note below it is it's not Tetris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not. I knew that's where we were going to wind up. Anytime we do a puzzle mm-hmm. game, because I am not a puzzle game player. Um, but any, I feel like anytime we do a puzzle game for this show, it's like, it's not Tetris. Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just reminds me of an, on any Gordon Ramsay cooking competition show where somebody thinks they're going to make better beef wellington. That is like Gordon Ramsay's dish he spent a decade perfecting and somebody rolls in and thinks they can make it better. Or one of Mrs. Beef Betterington. Beef Betterington. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, thanks. It's very and, Wellington. And any time somebody does it and they announce it, it's like all the judges immediately. <sighs> he's going to All right, he's sure. Yell. Here, let's take a bite. Oh, you know what? It's not as good. So <laughs> that's the metaphor here for Wild <laughs> yep. Snake and Tetris. Yep. Yeah. I will say that I do think that it is interesting that um, it was developed by Bulletproof Software, uh, which is interesting because that was founded by um, Hank Rogers, who is the guy who essentially brought Tetris to it brought Tetris outside of the USSR, mm-hmm. which is so that's cool. Uh, so it's like in that regard, mentioning mentioning Tetris so many times kind of makes sense and it's not as sleazy right because it's like we're uh, we're the tetris people we're the tetris people (laughs) we know puzzle games trust us this one has snakes just uh, just imagine snakes (laughs) snakes everybody loves indiana jones like i just said snakes Snakes, man love snakes snakes in like 10 more years they're gonna be on a plane you're gonna be crazy about them (laughs) and as far as i was able to tell uh through research uh this game was actually developed for the game boy and then was ported to the Super Nintendo, which does make sense yeah. because Tetris was the, the fucking killer app for Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that fucking game sold Game Boys to not kids. You know what I yep. mean? Like, yep. that's like, oh man, ants are playing this and shit, you yep. know? So, so, and so are, you know, non insects. Right? <laughs> so, so are crickets. <laughs> Uh, let's see. It was uh, ported to the SNES by Manly and Associates, mm. which might ring a bell uh, because they are also the the company that developed uh, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, oh. the Super Nintendo. So game. I was like, yeah, it evolves into Primate, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was published by Spectrum Holobyte. And um, it was endorsed by the creator of Tetris. And he says, in the early 1980s, I developed Tetris as a simple exercise in mathematics. I could not have dreamed the impact it would have had in the world of games. Wild Snake carries on the challenging and addicting tradition of Tetris, and I am proud to endorse the product. I hope you enjoy playing it as much as I do. You're making a face. (laughs) Bullshit. <laughs> you don't believe him? It's like when Frazier was endorsing products <laughs> and eventually he was like, no, 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 $10,000 yeah. for this. But I don't like the. Do you remember? What do I do, Niles? <laughs> what do I do? Do you remember the episode where Roz convinced Frazier to endorse Wild Snake? <laughs> Ross, like, this game is ridiculous. <laughs> Have you played it on the Super Nintendo, though? <laughs> 
I wish I would have played this on the Game Boy, but um, I don't have a Game Boy, uh, nor do I have Wild Stake for the Game Boy. <laughs> but like, even on the Super Nintendo version, like you were mentioning this when we were playing together, like it is hard to differentiate colors of snakes. And the Super are, Nintendo has color. It's there are a ton, a ton yeah. of different colored snakes and patterned snakes. Right. Like, is it blue with tiny white triangles? Is or, it is it completely blue? Is it sort of a bluish yellow one? Is it? And the longer you go, the more snakes of varying length and of different colors. Because the whole thing is, these snakes, you have to get two snakes of the same design to touch. Right. And then they disappear. One of them disappears. One disappears, the other slithers into its place. Right. Or all the others then see the gaps and slither into their place. And I do think that it it does get kind of interesting in in the fact that only one snake disappears. Because, like, in Tetris, you know, you're clearing lines and, like... Obviously, the blocks will disappear mm-hmm. if you create a line. But like in, in Wild Snake, what I do think is interesting because the only the the snake that is the 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 snake that is touched, not the uh, toucher, uh, mm-hmm. disappears. Mm-hmm. So like you can set it up if you're good at this game, which I'm not. But in theory, you could set. In theory, it, somebody might be. In theory, yeah, somebody out there, probably the creator of Tetris, <laughs> would probably be pretty good at this. Um, you could set it up so that you get that, like, let's say you got an orange snake that's fallen from the sky, and it's like you can, if you have it lined up correctly, you could steer that snake. Because you steer these snakes mm-hmm. with the D-pad, left and right. Yep. Uh, you could steer that snake to hit multiple orange snakes and clear multiple multiple snakes. Yep. But the problem is... And set them up for other snakes and then fill in the gaps to touch other snakes and just have a big cascading, disappearing r- snake pile. Right, and I'm very bad. Like Even like setting up combos and like... Dr. Mario and shit. It's just like, I can't, I don't, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I never feel comfortable enough with the game to like set up moves, like three moves in advance. Yep. And it's just like, man, I think I'd rather just mash some buttons. Yeah, like, like <laughs> Tetris, you clearly like, you're playing proactively very early on. You see kind of the moves, you kind of want to get these blocks to where it's a game that's naturally proactive. Yeah. And easier to learn, I feel right. like. Tetris is like yeah. easy. Yeah, it is like, it's natural feeling, yeah. you know? I feel like Wild Snake, you can be proactive, but it is more of a reactive game. Just see where you can put what snakes where as they come. Trying to organize them. Like, it's more just trying. I, f- I feel because the unpredictability, it's just trying to manage where the snakes are going to go. Yeah. And I think I... I didn't. I put like maybe a, a few hours into this game, not much, but I feel like this game is. You can probably learn it, right? Yeah. And, and I just think that the learning curve on this is way steeper than Tetris, uh, just because of the cascading nature, right? Mm-hmm. Like when a snake touches another snake, and then it's like your board is now completely different than it was because yep. everything's slithered differently now, and it's like everything's now mashed up in this whatever plans you were trying to lay it's over it's over right you have to figure something else out but then again i do believe that if you've played this game and you've learned it that you can probably use that to your advantage and set up different like patterns so that you know like you can keep things separate and kind of contained is my guess Mm -hmm. i didn't see any pro level wild snake play no i saw i watched the game grumps play this and that was that was pretty entertaining they got they got into it yeah uh but I don't know. We played it. It was just like, all right, snakes. I could have continued <laughs> playing it. Like I was content enough. I like, I lost both times. So it's like, yeah, I'm just not gonna be good at this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I do feel like it would have been nice if 
you had more like in multiplayer and like two player mode, if you had more options where it's like, because I feel like in Tetris you have like a lot of options, and mm-hmm. and maybe it's because I've played more recent versions of Tetris. But in Wild Snake, it would be nice where it's like player one plays on hard, player two plays on medium, mm, or yeah. you know, so you can like adjust difficulty per. Um, Per player, I feel like you can do that in Tetris, right? Where you can set the individual level for like player one and yeah, player I think two. So. Um, I like how in what they that Tetris does not have that is conducive to the liquid sn- nature of the snake. Liquid snake is changing to where instead of just filling a rectangle, there are other other grids for you to play on with the snakes, like a flask, an X. Like the boards, right? The boards are different, right. which I think that's interesting. That was fun. It is cool, but I it, it it is interesting. It sets up a lot of like like the X board, for mm-hmm. example, is like there's this bottleneck because it's shaped like the letter X. There's a bottleneck in the middle where it's like four tiles across, and like a snake fills up one tile essentially, it's one tile wide. Yeah, and it's like if you fuck that up. Like, you just cut off the entire bottom section of <laughs> yep. the board. Which, I mean, that's probably the thrill of it, right? Yeah. But I guess my point is, if you're, if you're new to it, stick on rectangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flask Wait. I thought was fun. Flask was fun. That's the one that looks like... Um, a, a Mario an, 2 potion. An, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Or an elephant's foot, as yeah. the big sandwich boat Phil <laughs> said. <laughs> uh, there is... Um, in addition to standard, the standard rectangle, the X, uh, the flask, there is a plus, there is a T-square, um, mm. and one called obstacle, which is pretty much a rectangle, but it's got green blocks. The shit I didn't that, like whenever we were play, <laughs> playing whatever the squares would get in your way. and rip. Yeah, when we were playing two-player mode, I don't know, like these green squares were popping up randomly, and at mm-hmm. first I... I I say randomly because at first I thought that it was because you were doing things. Like I felt like you were getting like good combos or something. So green blocks were showing up on my screen. But then green blocks started showing up on your screen. And I'm like, and I was like, I am not doing well. I don't know why these green blocks are showing up. And then they disappeared. Yep. And it's like, I don't know why they disappeared. And occasionally you'll get the two, the two secret snakes. Yeah. The electric snake, which whatever it touches it takes out all of that kind of snake on the board, right? Which is pretty good. That's yeah. Oh, and then yeah. there's the black snake, which the black snake just eats all the snakes in its way as it goes down the board. Unless it hits one of those green An blocks, obstacle, which yeah. fucking sucks because it like when I was playing on the obstacle board, it's like man, you get so excited when you get one of those big. Uh, we were calling it Lexington Steel Snakes because it looked like Lexington Steel's <laughs> big penis. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, right, yeah. Uh-huh. You got it. Okay. The way it eats other penises. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and it does. <laughs> it does. You have to look for it, but once you find it, you can't You can't stop finding it. Um, so, like, you, it, they're rare, right? So, it's like I get excited when I see one, and it's like on, on the obstacle board, I got one. And it's like, fuck yes, and then immediately hits a green <laughs> block, which is bullshit because you can't choose where the where yeah, that – it just goes down. Yeah, yep. it just wherever, – wherever it goes, it goes. Yep. Um, and then there's also a board called a uh, Diabolo. Or as yeah, I saw that, but I have no idea. As we call it, an hourglass. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the face of Diablo. Right. 
Yeah, when you play, uh, I have an achievement called uh, the Minions of Diabolo <laughs> Grow Stronger. In order to unlock that, you play two-player mode. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, there is a... Um, Okay, so most of the most of the game, most of the first player game is just like a straight up kind of like score chase. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you go into the difficulty, like because there's an option screen where you can change the difficulty, there is I thought there is something in there called King Cobra because mm-hmm. it goes like the, it goes easy, normal, hard, King Cobra, and it's like okay, well King Cobra is obviously it's ultra the yeah. hardest difficulty, yeah. It's not. It is a completely different game See, mode, that, which is just very like, bad. Why? Very, very bad. It's, it is bad menu design for sure. King Cobra is actually the cool uh, mode where it's like you get challenges, where it's like clear 15 snakes in 50 seconds, like that kind of deal, uh, or uh, clear four different types of snakes um, and or, or in like pairs of 20 or something like, you know, something yeah. like that. They give you like, missions essentially yeah not just point chase which i can appreciate that yeah so i i I thought that was cool um what do you uh what do you think about this game like how does it like what do you think it's okay i agree it's all right i don't (laughs) i don't love it like if you're if you're with a bunch of people you could have fun playing it but i'm never like i can sit down and play tetris Mm -hmm. and and seek out tetris i'm not gonna seek out this game if like you came over, a bunch of people came over, and we wanted to have a weird novelty where we all played it together. It could be fun, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just it's a it's a not Tetris. It's like Kirby's Avalanche or Puyo Puyo. It's 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 not Tetris. It's all right, you know, whatever. It is a it is in the genre of puzzle game that is not Tetris. Yep. And I I mean that's that's my thoughts on it. Where it's just like for me, it's like you get to choose one puzzle game. What is it? Well, te- it's Tetris. Because I know how to play that one. Tetris is, the per- <laughs> Tetris is the perfect puzzle game, and you can't beat it. So anything else is just living in its shadow. You know, it has to be something very, very different. Even Candy Crush. Now, Candy Candy Crush is gimmicky Tetris. <laughs> you know, even Honey Pop. That's Tetris. T- that's Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> Tetris. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like I like the match three stuff. Okay, I mean, I think I think that is like. I mean, Empires of Puzzles is different enough mm-hmm. in that you make your matches to different points of the screen to hit. It's the RPG elements that make that different sure. enough. Have you ever played Puzzle Fighter? Uh-uh. I haven't either. Uh, I think I own it. It's kind of one of those where it's like I probably got it in a bundle or something. Mm. And I've always like meant to play it, but I never have. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. Maybe I should check that out. I won't, but maybe <laughs> I should. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um. I think the music is serviceable. It's mm. again tough to beat Tetris. Serviceable is it's it's kind of it's sort of relaxing. Like Tetris is relaxing and then can get more in your head mm-hmm. and it's very iconic. I can't picture any of the songs. No, I can't like in my head right no, now. No, like if you were if you were to as be as much like, as I can picture music in my head anyway. Oh, we all can as much as I can't yeah. I can't conjure up the tune. You just need to find your muse. And then True, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, I'm with you. I couldn't like if you were like, I have a hundred dollars if you can hum one song from the game you played two hours last night, I'd be like, 
I can't do it. I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. Both of you, that is Tetris. Are you sure? Uh, the graphics are pretty. Oh, they're bad. It's yeah. Once you said it was a port of a Game Boy game, like oh yeah, that makes sense because the graphics like it could be a lot better than what it is. It could. It's be. pretty basic. Like more like it's. It doesn't need to be more than it is. It but it need could to be. be. But it could have been. The snakes could have looked different. They could have been more diverse. Throw a lizard in there every now and yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A skink. Don't don't try to s- stick to real snake patterns. Like <laughs> you can make it fantastical. Make a candy cane snake. It's fine. There we go. A good old candy cane snake. Mm-hmm. What if they were dragons instead? That's fine too. Yeah. Make it make penis snakes. It's fine. You just This is the closest to genital jousting that I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> I do like making the snakes kiss. That's my favorite mm-hmm. part of I the game. I saw you made a three way snake kiss. I love it. I yeah. do. I love it when the snakes kiss. Yeah. Especially when they kiss and then one disappears. <laughs> yeah. It's what generally always happens. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, there's the incel snake in the corner. Who's <laughs> <laughs> wedged. He's just a tiny red snake wedged between like I have the right to kiss whatever snake I want. It's fucking the government. Yeah. These, fucking, these fucking Chad snakes weren't on me. <laughs> I'd be kissing all the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like a little snakelet. <laughs> Do you think this game is fun? A little bit. It is a little bit fun. A little bit. It is a little bit fun. I can't say it's a garbage, shitty game. It's, it's not. not. It's a little bit of fun. It is a little bit of fun. Um, the biggest thing it has going against it is that it is not Tetris. <laughs> yep. Which is a really shitty thing to say Can about Can you a unlock game. Tetris eventually? <laughs> 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 uh uh, that's really what they should have done with Tetris, <laughs> where it's like with every video game, it's like do this and you can unlock Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the B Wolverine button, but it's like <laughs> play Tetris. <laughs> Wolverine Snake. Why not put a Wolverine Snake in that's there? Black Snake. <laughs> Just, I thought that Wolverine was like, Snake chops up all the other snakes <laughs> on his way down. Um. Can you name any better video game featuring snakes? Featuring snakes. Mm-hmm. What is another snake-based video game? Well, there is snake. Or snake characters. Yeah, snake I mean, characters. There, are there's work. Snake Man and Mega Man 2 or Mega Man 3. I think it's 3. Would you rather play Mega Man 3? Yeah. 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 Uh, what about the, the Nokia phone game Snake? Yeah, I used to play that a lot. Me too. I used to play it a whole lot. Me too. Yeah. Uh, have you Jacob's played... very good at that game. Yeah. Yeah. Have you played uh Nibbler? The the Futurama character? Not him. Different Nibbler. Oh. No, then. It's kind of like Snake. Um there's a that documentary, Man vs. Snake, which is essentially like in the vein of the King of Kong, where it's about a guy who like wants to get the high score in Nibbler, and it's different than King of Kong because everyone's like, you do that. We don't want to do that. That's an awful game. Uh, But it's like the whole thing of it is like marathoning a game in order to get a high score because like he's got to do it over the course of like, I don't remember, like 48 hours kind of deal where it's like he's got to play it straight. Yeah. Um, 
Still, probably I'd rather play that than, like, than I, Wild Snake. I made that challenge to uh, uh, what? Dave, David Dykus of what's the last game he was on? X Men Mutant Apocalypse, I believe. No, he did the music for that. But I'm not. I can't remember if he was on the. He wasn't on Batman, Robin. Was he? Was he on Superman? Very early one. An early one. Um, he came to visit when I lived in Louisville. He came up with some other friends on spring break. Dykus is very meticulous about his money, so I told Dykus, "Hey, man, on this Wii I got not too long ago, I bought Solomon's Key. If you can beat Solomon's Key, I'll buy you a tank of gas on the way home." He ruined his trip by just constantly <laughs> playing Solomon's Key to the point that it just about broke him, and he did not beat it, and he did not get a tank of gas. <laughs> you were right. He was on the Adventures of Batman and Robin. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. With me, the older I got, the more it was like, oh, I got to factor in my time into money equations. You know what I mean? Like, mm. for the longest time, like in my 20s, never even thought about that. Yeah. And then it's like... Early 30s, also never thought about it. But now it's like, uh, okay, how much is my time worth to me in dollars? <laughs> does the thing, does a tank of gas equal that? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he would buy like spoiled food and stuff to eat, right? Does he would go to the, the flea market and buy expired food, yeah. Not all right, like not expi- spoiled food, expired. Expired food, right? bags of chips and shit, yeah, at the flea market. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's spoiled. Food, but like I realize that it's not. And he had a good job. He has money. He's just very, very modulated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikki like will keep food around like past the expiration date, and I get really nervous about it. And and I'll be like, I'll be <laughs> like, I'll ask her about it. Like you, like hey, what about this? It looks like this expired. She's like, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not gonna eat it. So, and- <laughs> oh man, what does someone post? There's always. The person in the relationship who thinks expiration dates are real <laughs> and the one who doesn't. And got like... I'm the one who thinks it's real. No, yeah. Melissa will throw anything. Oh, nope. This is about to go, about to hit his date. Like, no, yeah. it's fine. I don't... <laughs> nope, nope. Garbage can. I don't throw it out. I don't think they exist at all. It's like, it's got mold on it. Okay, then throw it out. <laughs> See, I don't throw it out, but I do say, you're eating this if you want it. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to put it in the Nikki cabinet for right, expired right. foods. But see, there's also like, okay, so it's easy to be like, yeah, expiration dates are a myth. But also when I open the refrigerator and I'm like, something fucking stinks in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something in there went bad. Pay attention to the fucking expiration well, yeah, dates. S- smell test it. That's fine. <laughs> Don't Like it smells good. It tastes good. But it's past the expiration date. It's probably fine. I've had okay. All it takes is <laughs> all it takes is getting a, a not getting a bowl out of the cabinet, a nice little ceramic mm-hmm, bowl, mm-hmm. putting some fucking frosted flakes in there, mm-hmm. pulling the milk out, trusting that it's fine, opening it, pouring that milk in, getting it good, getting that spoon, lifting it up to your mouth. Ah, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta throw all this fucking frosted flakes away. I gotta fucking clean a bowl for what? <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta eat cereal like Jacob does. Milk first. <laughs> Test it. <laughs> but that was when I told Nikki about it. She was like, "Did you smell it?" I was like, oh, "No, I, it's in the fridge. I trust it. <laughs> it's gone to Heimdale. Send it through the gates. You're it's the fine. gatekeeper, <laughs> right? Come on." <laughs> It really actually wasn't that big of a deal. It was it was, it was more just like, fuck, now what am I going to eat? March 3rd. <laughs> right? There's your goddamn, There's your goddamn expiration date. <laughs> Thank you, Seinfeld.
Uh, got any achievements for Wild Snake? Man, I got like a fucking lot of them. Yeah. Um, All right. Give them to me. Which normally I like, normally I cut them down and I did. <laughs> I did. I got, I got eight of them. <laughs> Are you okay with that? Yeah. Fuck All yeah, right. man. First achievement comes in from Dr. Drunk, a.k.a. Snake Charmer. In order to unlock Snake Charmer, play Wild Snake while someone charms your snake under the desk. Um, and I included that one because that is definitely my jam. <laughs> uh, achievement number two from Sick Jake. Human Snakeapede. In order to unlock Human Snakeapede, match three snakes mouth to anus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next achievement comes in from uh, Nick P7186, a.k.a. Plinko Nick. In Urendo, in order to unlock In Urendo, make a penis euphemism at any point while playing Wild Snake, which is extremely easy to do. Yep. Uh, next achievement is, um, this is a, this is a nice pair of achievements from, uh, pinball archmage, Chris Edler. Congratulations on your marriage. Uh, blue snake moan in order to unlock blue snake moan, play a level where you only make the blue snakes kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and the next achievement, uh, from Chris Edler is black snake moan. Use the Lexington Steel Snake to score your 69th match at a level. (laughs) Next achievement comes from Joe Schmo. Uh, 4G. In order to unlock 4G, the elusive four-way snake kiss. (laughs) Next achievement from Cthusius Jeff, Nocturnal Snake Missions. In order to unlock Nocturnal Snake Missions, beat five levels on King Cobra mode. And the last achievement I have uh, comes from Barbecue Baron Drew, and that is Whacking Day. And with the good old Uh, Simpsons uh reference. In order to unlock Whacking Day, clear over 100 snakes and then beat off to Dave's sweet, sweet knees. <laughs> uh, there were a lot, and there were more than that. And oh, they, were, they were all very, very good. Yep. So it was extremely tough to be like, fuck, okay, I can't just do three. I like all of them. Yeah. Do uh, you have any? I've got, I've got two. Okay. I've got Wild Snake Moan. Okay. And that is to get so frustrated at the game from losing that you stare at it like Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> when you stare at Christina Ricci in anger. What what achievement is it when you um play the game with Christina Ricci? Um, or is that just like a life goal? That is the achievement uh oh what a Wednesday. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I like it. And my other one is um that's a Mario 2 shit. And uh, match four red snakes inside the flask level. Because the flask lo- the flask board totally looks like when you go down a vase in Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just need to include Fanto. <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be nice. Clear four snakes and get a Fanto. X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. Get a match in every corner of the X. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, this, this is good. It's all good. That's all you got. That's all I got. Tyler, I got some questions for you. Mm-hmm. If you're ready for the question segment mm-hmm. of the show mm-hmm. that we like to call questions. Questions. Tyler, I want to know where are they now? Spectrum Holobite. Where are they now? This is the publisher of the game. Yeah. Not the developer. Uh, I bet they were bought up by some other computer software company. 
They are defunct as uh. of 1998. However, Hasbro Interactive acquired the the company in 1998, uh, bringing it all back to Dungeons and Dragons, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what had been Spectrum Holobyte ceased to exist when the development studio in Alameda, California was closed in 1999. Um, I'm scrolling through here to see of any like uh, games that you might have heard of uh, that they also did, that they also published. Uh, Wordtris. I did not know that was a thing until I was scrolling through my emulator list. Wordtris. Looking for Wild Snake and saw that. Um, Wordtris. 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 That's it? All right. Uh, there's a long list, but Wordtris. Wordtris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking about, like, in 1996, they released for DOS, Top Gun, Fire at Will. Mm. Uh, in 1995, for Mac OS, Curse of Dragor. Ooh. That looks like a uh, will be written on a game in a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah, like in the arcade in like Springfield or something. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Curse of Dragors will they walk by in the, in the Quickie Mart? <laughs> right. Uh, Tyler, where are they now? Bulletproof Software. This is the developer. I feel like they're still around. They are defunct. Damn. As of March 31st, 2001. That wasn't long ago. Uh, nah. Mm-mm. Nah. Look, if it happened while I was to in- To me, a few years ago was like 2005. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Look, if it happened while I was in college, it pretty much just happened yesterday. Yeah. Everything everything is kind of... <laughs> now I get where old people are like, like we're, I'm kind of stuck in that area. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that long ago. My, my car is a 2005. It's right. not that That's old. It's not that old. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> It's wibbly wobbly. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, they changed their name. Blue uh, Bulletproof Software changed their name to Blue Planet Software, uh, and then uh, it was founded by uh, by Hank Rogers, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, and then his daughter became the CEO. And uh, weirdly, it says in 2014, which makes me think that it did not become defunct in 2001. It had to be bought up by someone else then. They're just saying, oh, they're defunct, but they're bought up. Here we go. The original Bulletproof software founded in 1983 closed at the end of March 2001. So I guess by them saying defunct, listing it as defunct on Wikipedia, they should have just listed it as changed name yep. to Blue Planet Software, <laughs> Inc. <laughs> um, some other games that they did... Uh, Faceball 2000. I don't know if you're familiar with that I've one. I've heard of that. Yeah. I can picture the album art. Uh-huh. Um, Hattress. Don't know what Hattress is. It <laughs> came out for the Game Boy. Probably like Wild Snake, but with hats. Hats. Yeah. <laughs> All the different, like, 10-gallon hat. Fedora. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, Derby. So- <laughs> Church. Pork Pork pie. Pork pie. <laughs> Trifold. Uh, Pilgrim. Paperboy hat. What are they called? Newsboy? What do they call that? <laughs> a Newsies? A Newsies hat? A Newsies hat. Papal hat. There you go. All right. Uh, Super Tetris 2. They also Trucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cowboy. Ba- baseball? <laughs> ba- baseball. Uh, Super Tetris Yamaka. 3. <laughs> Tetris Battle Guide on, Tetris Party, Tetris Plus, Tetris S, Tetris Stars, Tetris Zone, The New Tetris, V Tetris, Weltris, Wordtris, Yoshi's Cookie. You went dark, <laughs> Frazier, Alexi. <laughs> <laughs> 
it seems like they really found what they were good at or thought they were good at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler, I've got another question for you. Yes, Dave. If you were to buy this game, Wild Snake, loose uh, for the Super Nintendo, not the Game Boy, uh, how much do you think you'd pay for it on average? I had never seen it. I had never heard of it. I'm going to say like $25. Tyler, just like you, I had never seen it or heard of it. Actual retail value of Wild Snake loose for the Super Nintendo at the time of this recording is, according to PriceCharting.com, on average, $8.99. According to Flopsy, you could have fooled me, this game, uh, the availability is common. This is a common game. Wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, like you have, I have never seen it. Never seen it in the wild, never saw mm-hmm. it for sale, never, mm-hmm. nothing. I've seen more snakes than I have seen <laughs> copies yeah. of wild yep. snake. <laughs> um, Tyler. You've never grabbed a copy of wild shake to sh- show it to Henry. I've never grabbed a wild snake <laughs> cartridge by the tail, pulled it out from under my house and said, look, son, aren't I a dad? <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <laughs> It's fine as long as uh, you don't let it... B- oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what color's that head? Oh, it looks like a pity. Shit. Get bombed! <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, do you think that this game, Wild Snake, belongs on Tadpog's top 100 Super no. Nintendo games? No. I do not. Top 500? Or top 350? Maybe. About to say top 500, definitely. I I think that's probably solid. Top 350, I agree with you. Maybe this is a this is a game, yeah. It's tough. Games like this are tough because it's like it's not bad enough to shit on, and it's also not good enough to like praise. Yeah, it's just it exists, it's there. If I had if I had this game as a kid, specifically having not played the Game Boy version, but let's pretend the Game Boy version plays very similar to the Super Nintendo version. Mm -hmm. If I had this for Game Boy, uh, I definitely would have played it a bunch. Yeah, I probably would have too. For a Game Boy, sure. And I I might not have loved it, but it might have been like, man, I'm tired of playing whatever game I'm playing. Let me play a little bit of, you know, Hot Snakes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next achievement, Hot Snakes. Play this game on a Game Boy while making Hot Snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Have I ever told you that um, when my aunt was going to college, I was uh, a a little boy. I I don't think I had even started preschool yet. And I was going through her textbooks, and she had uh, an anatomy textbook. Mm-hmm. And I was going through it and looking at all the the illustrations of the in, the inner workings of the human body. Mm-hmm. And I um, got to the digestive tract, right? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure it out because I had I couldn't read. I didn't know mm-hmm. what was going on. I just had this image to work from and i'm like okay clearly this is the mouth and it looks like there's a tube that goes down to a circle Mm -hmm. jerry seinfeld uh and then from that circle though here's what i'm interested this whole time i'm looking at this i'm like i can unlock the mysteries of why i poop like it's here it's true because it's like i (laughs) I know it's here right i see where it ends and that is where poo comes from (laughs) so like i saw the intestines right and i'm like that's the poo that's the poo Poo storage. It's the poo storage. And I was like, but how does it get out? And I'm like, and when the poo comes out, it doesn't look like that. So I was like, has to be poo wrapping. 
So when it comes out of you, the wrapping gets caught inside of you and just the insides of the wrapping come out. Um, mm-hmm. And I shared this story with my mom and my aunt, fortunately, because God, if I hadn't, I would have gone out for who knows how long <laughs> thinking that's what poo is. <laughs> it's essentially snakes in your it's belly. It's like Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> or it's like a, you know the Flintstones push pops? It's kind of like <laughs> that. You do. But poo. My butt push pop. <laughs> Um, Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a beard, mm-hmm. sums up how you feel about it. What kind of beard would that be? Uh, I would give it the uh, the scaly, snakely beard of the tall red snakes from Mario Two. Okay, that you pull out of the the yeah, vases, which right. they're not super hard. Is it like a beard Not made a out of them, or is no, it just their scales? The scales, just in their the skin. scales. I see. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was like maybe like a reduce, uh, a, a reducer, a reverse medusa, which is kind of a, a middling easy enemy. You yeah, know? I don't know, man. Sometimes they, sometimes they, they scare you. Sometimes they out pop out. Yeah. yeah, love a good Super Mario Brothers two reference. Love a good Super Mario Brothers two reference. Yeah, Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses that mm-hmm. sums up how you feel about it, what kind of glasses would you give it? Uh, I'd have to give it the eyeballs of Samuel L. Jackson and Black Snake Moe and the way they bug out when you get frustrated at this game because it can <laughs> it can get you pretty pissed off. Yeah, it can. There is like what some might consider a design flaw because like you can steer the snakes, right? And we haven't really talked about the end, con- like the, the lose condition of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if... You are put in a situation where the full length of the snake is not off of the screen. By the time it stops, you lose. Mm-hmm. So in some of the stages, like the X, for example, here's what happened to me. I'm like, oh, I accidentally steered the snake immediately to the right. It got stuck on the wall and didn't have anywhere else to go. Cuts off all the rest of the level. It's over. Yep. The game, it's, it just ends. It's like game over. <laughs> You steered a snake wrong once, yeah. game over. Yeah, if you get a long snake and it twists up, it can just totally block right. off almost all the level. That's just it. And not even, yeah, totally. It can block off, but I mean, if you... if you, And then it, just stack, 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 stack. Uh, dude, on this fucking stage, I had like three rows of snakes at the bottom, and then I just, I had like 20 rows left, and I just accidentally steered the snake into the wall, and it couldn't go anywhere, so it was like, oh, game over, dude. Like I mean, it didn't, doesn't block anything. It's just like game game uh, over. Yeah, that's just <laughs> game that's just over bad programming. And it's like I don't. I think it's bad design because it's like, and that is honestly, I can say this. And like we've compared this to Tetris so many times, but this is like the thing. What can you do in Tetris where it's like you make one wrong move and it's like an immediate game over? Because it's like t- the fun of Tetris sometimes is like fuck, I made a bad decision. Try to fix it. Try yeah. to fix it. Try to fix it. It's yeah. not like I made a bad decision. Oh, game over. Game over. Immediately yeah. got a game over screen. Yeah. It's Sweet. like live. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to prove something yeah. with yeah. Wild Snake. <laughs> like sometimes this is just how it is, man. Sometimes so, you mean to steer that snake left. And, and you just fucking crash that snake in the wall, motherfucker. That's right. And I guess in that regard, it's kind of similar to Snake for the Nokia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got more questions? Uh, I do. I do. I, here's my question for you. If you were to guess, and there is a wager writing on this, Cthusius Jeff 
has a wager on what Flopsy is going to rate this game. Mm. Uh, and he has said that if he is wrong, that he will up his Patreon donation by $2. Forever. 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 Um, and he said, but if he's right, he's going to raise his donation by a dollar. So really. For half as long as forever. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, uh, which is pl- probably enough. Until the end of the show. Right. And then, <laughs> right. Um, so I believe his guess was, I believe it was two stars. It might have been two I and a half it was stars. Two. I think it was two. He remembers. <laughs> That's all Pretty that matters. Sure Tyler, what do you think Flopsy, a.k.a. the ultimate Nintendo guide to the SNS library 1991 through 1998 by Pat Contry, courtesy of Master Mold Mike, what do you think uh, Flopsy rated it? Two and a half stars. Tyler, Wild Snake is rated three and a half stars. Damn. A little high. I agree. Out of five stars, yeah. I would have put this at like a two and a half to three. Yeah. Three and a half. Like that half that's, is like the the part that's just like that's, I don't the, know. that's one of the higher games we've played since we started reading from Flopsy. Yeah. The uh there is a quote from here, uh, straight from the book that says, You got Tetris in my snake. So mm, yeah, the Reese's yeah. thing, yeah. Mm, yeah. All right. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> I would like to say that I do think it is weird that you know how they don't they give initials for who wrote the review. Mm-hmm. AP, probably probably Alexei. Accounts my payable. Guess. Accounts payable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Probably accounts payable. Oh, I oh oh well, this review was written by AP. I can turn this in for college credit. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have a quiz. Yeah. Would you like to take it? Yeah. From one Ross Rachel Green. You know him. He was on our Patreon episode. RRG. Yep. Where we talked about um, a weird game called Mazen Saga Mutant mm-hmm. Fighter. This quiz is entitled Wild Thing It Makes My Heart Sing. Despite not knowing what you will think of this game at the time of writing this quiz, I think I can just about guess. This week has been unsuccessful for me i bought a service pro 4 which had a battery issue for 120 pounds sterling the battery set me back another 40 pounds sterling i'm just throwing sterling on there i don't know if they actually say that or not 40 pounds and uh because otherwise it just sounds like like, silver pieces yeah or yeah they're like silver pieces Mm -hmm. i feel like if i don't say sterling though it's like 100 you got a service pro 4 that was 120 pounds fuck that's a big ass service pro sure it was just one (laughs) Do they ship it like a fucking sign? <laughs> What's the deal? Uh, the battery set me back another 40 pounds, and it's a fucking heavy battery. It's just The joke just keeps going. Mm. It does not get funnier, but it does keep going. Uh, it should have been a... Sim- you got an egg on your boat race, Ron. <laughs> uh, it should have been a simple job to swap the batteries and have a nice, fancy laptop with a stylus. After the procedure, the Surface would no longer boot. A quick quick look online shows that, unfortunately, the sodding things die after simple fixes like this, and it's not just an expensive paperweight. It's not just an expensive paperweight? Sounds maybe, like it, maybe that it is. Sounds like it is an expensive that paperweight. That fucking sucks. That sucks. So I am carving it up and selling the parts. Still, it's something I could have done without. Yeah. Yep. I hate it when you fucking buy something and then it is a chore. Yeah. 
I usually give up. I bought a wrong thing on eBay for like truly like too much money. I, it was like a piece of audio equipment when I was trying to set up the stream and it was like I bought it, was really excited to get it, didn't really know anything. I was learning, right? And I got it and I was like, I got it and I was like, oh, this doesn't plug into anything I own. And then I messaged the guy and I was like, this doesn't plug into anything I own. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. I did buy it, right? Okay. Fuck. So now like, I know. I'll resell it on eBay. Mm-mm. Sure haven't done that. That's in my closet. <laughs> That's in my closet. Well, now this value's probably gone up. Probably. 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 Uh, so if anybody wants to help me sell a uh, preamp, let me know. Mm, damn, that I, is, I know how much. Yeah, Ugh. they vary in price. I know what happened was I bought one later that did work with my system. That that was not my setup. That was cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I got was a, like I don't know that much about audio. This is like honestly part of doing the show was like to kind of learn a little bit about mm-hmm. audio. Right? It's a journey. Uh, it's a, it's about the preamps we've bought along the way. Uh, and it's like, I bought one that's just supposed to go like, I guess in like a rack system that has some kind of like special interface. And it's like, I don't have that. I'm not going to have that, you know? So if anybody wants to help me sell a preamp mm. on eBay, if you have good feedback, let me know. <laughs> Cause that's my thing. It's like, I'm just going to be a guy who posts the thing that he bought on eBay again and be like, I've never sold anything here, but you can trust me. Hey, Ryan. Ryan, help Dave out. <laughs> You've got a very good rating. Help Dave out. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah. I'd like to recoup some of my losses from <laughs> before Henry was born. <laughs> uh, Ross continues, anyway, this game was shot out into the world by Manly and Associates and published by Spectrum Holobyte. So this quiz is all about the filth they created. Enjoy. Mm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I feel like. Because of the where are they now, we have kind of an edge. Yeah, but we'll see. It won't be as excusable when we fail. All <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I note. Okay, I will remove those segments for future <laughs> episodes. <laughs> First question, Tyler. Are you ready? Yes. This tile matching puzzle game was introduced by the creator of Tetris. <laughs> Tetris S. Tetris tiles. Tiletris? Was that one of them? The Pretty sure it was. Tiletris. Lock it in. It was, in fact, Breakthrough. All man, right. the creator of Tetris, they had him really working by introducing games. He was just they? fucking signing checks, yeah. man. He's like the MC of a Tetris roast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question. In this game, a wizard kidnaps sports-playing teens. King Arthur and the Knights of the football team. Justice. Yeah. Yes. Locking it in. It is, in fact, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Next question. This game features a brightly colored jungle cat who is named after a famous fictional diamond. That is, I can't remember the name of the game, but that's the Pink Panther. Uh, I can't remember the name of the SNES game. Pink Pink is loose or some shit like that. There you go. Yeah. Pink is loose. Locking it in. It is Pink Goes to Hollywood. Half credit. (laughs) Next question. This spectacular top-down shooter was popular on the Amiga and in Europe was known as the Chaos Engine. Shit, this would be the worst quiz for me ever. I have no clue. <laughs> top-down shooter? I don't know, man. The, those levels of Contra. 
Top Gun, Fire at Will. There you go. Locking it in. All it's right. not right. Uh, that's not I'll just right keep one. saying it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be one. <laughs> uh, the answer is Soldiers of Fortune. I have heard of that game. You've subscribed to the magazine. On one of the rare, <laughs> on one of the rare uh, times, I would buy a gaming magazine. When mom would buy me one at the grocery store, and I'd read it until it fell apart. Yeah, there was a guide in the back of Soldier Soldier of Fortune, Whoa. so I'm ready to get to that. Whoa! All right. Well, maybe we'll get to it. Maybe the randomizer mm-hmm. will give it to us uh, today. Next question: This game would be well suited to an upcoming podcast by two longtime hosts. It's not the one on the space station. It's the other one. Star Trek. Ooh, the next generation. Sure. Because the one we did was uh, Deep Space Nine, right? Okay. Star Trek The Next Generation? Yeah. Logging it in. It is Star Trek The Next Generation, Futures Past. Ooh. Ooh. Not the ooh. nights of Futures Past. Not the days of Futures Past. <laughs> Uh, next question. The whole sultry nights of days of future past. <laughs> sultry nights. Uh, how many? How many lewd? Uh, the night was warm. The night was hot. <laughs> how about the night was sultry? <laughs> I'm gonna kill your mother. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many lewd Star Trek fan made games do you think are out there? Sixty nine. Good answer. Yeah. Or four twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a better answer, but <laughs> almost as good. Second best answer, kind of. Second best answer for sure. Uh, four six. What? This game is four six. Four. Oh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Next question. This game is a eggplant ri- emoji. <laughs> eggplant emoji drips. Hot face. <laughs> hot face. Hot face. Hot face. <laughs> Peach, sweat drop, sweat drop. <laughs> Anguish face. <laughs> um, the, the podcast has devolved into emoji speak. That's all we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Audio memes and vocal emojis. <laughs> Next question. This game is a ripoff of the most popular Game Boy puzzle game, but uses letters. Gotta be Wordtress. Yeah, I think so. Has to be Wordtress. Or Scrabble. It's got word, Wordtress. You've got to be right. you got to be right. It is Wordtress. Mm. Next question. Why didn't they not make like a Tetris into a um, game show? You know what I mean? Scrabble made it, made it through a game show. Why not Tetris? Yeah. Think about it. I mean, they made that... Uh... Don't touch the lava into a game show. Come on, let's I, have let's have Tetris. I know Henry was watching that, and it was like back in my day we played this. <laughs> <laughs> you can play it right now. Oh, actually, don't. I like our furniture. <laughs> That's a lie. I don't like our furniture. <laughs> Go nuts, kid. <laughs> Next question. Uh, here are four other questions because these cocks didn't do much. I'm going to put my answer in. There's a space for answer. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. This game is based on a famous cartoon animal duo that have fights in which the larger of the two never prevails. Tom and Jerry. Okay. Right? Or road no, Tom that can't be Roadrunner, because like they're the same size. I'm supposed to say Pinky in the Brain, Tom and Jerry. But physical fights? Tom and Jerry ever physically fight? I mean, not like fisticuff style, but yeah, they're like 
try to kill each other. Is there like a, right. I'm trying to think of a little wise guy character, big muscle character that would have their own game? Rocky Bullwinkle never fight. Let's do Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry's good. Oh, Rocky and Bullwinkle fight. They just do it off screen. Yeah. It's more like a... Keep up appearances. Yeah, totally. They're like... (laughs) We're together for the kids. Yeah. We keep up appearances. Professional relationship, much like Penn and Teller. (laughs) Penn and Teller. (laughs) (laughs) Desert bus, locking it in. Uh, It is, in fact, Tom and Jerry. Next question. This game is based on a cartoon of the same name with the subtitle, The World Watcher. Captain Planet? I don't know. Cartoon of the same name with the subtitle, the world watcher who watches the world who watches the world watchers so the watchers on the moon the want the moon watch the moon <laughs> the watchman <laughs> right <laughs> the watchman locking it in <laughs> it is in fact super widget <laughs> what you remember that cartoon Super widget? The world watcher? The world watcher. You know, it's that widget for world watching. Whenever you want to watch the world, there's a widget there's for a that. There's a widget for that. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. This game sees the son of a famous TV. Would you know about the widget that watches the world? <laughs> the Wendigo? <laughs> uh, this game sees the son of a famous TV family trapped in a virtual world. The son of a famous TV family trapped in a virtual world. Bart. It has to be Bart, right? Oh, virtual Bart. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Logging it in. Virtual Bart. It is, in fact, virtual Bart. Damn, good pull. Only because he said virtual world. If he would have put, like, cyberspace or some shit, it would have been like... One uh, more man. Cyber Bart. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. This one-on-one fighting game, despite being on the SNES was optimized for online play and is believed to be the basis for Soul Calibur. Soul Edge. Soul Edge. Locking it in. That was the first game, then the rest were all Soul Calibur. It is, in fact, Weapon Lord. Okay. Weapon Lord. I haven't heard of that one. Mm -mm. That's a a trivia bomb on me. Yeah. Believed to be the basis for Soul Calibur. Now I'm looking forward to Weapon Lord. It can't be that good, but no. <laughs> at, least, at least it's got some history to it. Yep. Uh, next question. You lose a limb in an accident. Bushido Blade. The doctor states that they have ran out of that particular limb, but can offer the opposite instead. So if you lose an arm, you get a leg in its place. And if you lose a leg, you get an arm in its place. I think I would have the third arm despite it not being able to support my weight for a while. What's the question? Do we do it? Yeah, do we do it? Do we have a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg? Here's my question. Is the leg is a leg opposite of an arm? Or are they just two different appendages? Or is it the other arm? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Tough questions. I mean, you but, can get you can get a leg for an arm, put a boxing glove on that, and you can fucking you can fucking <laughs> Fist punch, fist kick, foot punch, fucking hard. That is true. It looked pretty weird, though. Yeah, I mean, he knocks motherfuckers out, though. Is the choice, like, just to, to like, be an amputee or, like, get a, like, replace it with the wrong part? Yeah. I think I'd rather just, like, not have the limb. I think I'd be good with that. Yeah. Not good with it. I wouldn't feel great. I'd be like, man, I sure miss that leg. 
but I'm fucking glad it's not an arm there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't get fucking shoes for my feet. <laughs> Or my or my hands. I think I can do. I think I can do foot arm. I can make foot arm work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can like, make foot arm work. Like, at what part does it become? What what part does it change from arm to foot, or or, or leg? I mean, the whole thing. The whole is thing, it, is right? your hand a foot? Yeah. Or do they save your hand and put it on the end of the the leg? Well, I mean, I've got a foot for my hand. The rest, it's all leg. So I just not a lot of mobility there. But I could probably make that work. What if you what if the, what if you're like take the other arm off and put two legs on there? Now all of a sudden you got four legs. Yeah, man, you even run like a horse. Now you're really fast. Yeah, it's true. You don't even need a car. No, you don't, you don't need to beat uh, any video game fucking, to get gas. Fucking get in the Chuckie Derby and shit, man. Yeah, you could have races. Yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of it'd be hard to see. It'd be halfway to my horse dream. That one comment that Tony posted a long time ago about the, the guy who wished turned into the horse. <laughs> If I can find that, I'll post it in the show notes. <laughs> uh, are you, ta- are you talking a about... a long journey to go on. <laughs> you talking about Mr. Hands? The guy who <laughs> wished he was a horse? Probably. <laughs> All right, I'm going to answer that question. Option one. <laughs> Submit. That's the quiz. All right. Thanks, Ross. I loved it. Well, you know what, Dave? I'm, I'm kind of dying to get this part over with. I want to know. I want to know what we got going on next week. Somebody grab this batter up peripheral. Only time will tell, my friend. You're right. All right. Hopefully, we're around to record another podcast. Hopefully, every other way, the the wheel weaves as the the wind blows. Wind blows. The wee blows. The wind goes. The wee. The wind man. The the weaves and the wind goes. Man, you know what they. You know what they fucking say about them. <laughs> you know, not it be a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? You ready to pray yeah, to, to our dark up Lord? Peripheral, put one in mm. on the ground, my head on the other end, wild crazy kid style, turn my no-no whole run direction, say the prayer we all love to say. Wild and crazy kids. Fuck yes. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. 697. Soldier of Fortune. Nope. Damn it. Sorry. It's a game we've already done called, and recently, mm. that's not what it's called. It's called Winter Olympic Games. Yeah, there's not going to be any good uh, randomizers for that <laughs> one. So uh... You don't want to see if there's a ROM hack <laughs> for Winter Olympic Games? <laughs> Lilyhammer94? <laughs> there might be. <laughs> it's the one where you're only Tanya Hardy and everyone. <laughs> it's wonderful. That's a good one. All right. Boop, boop. No, I was always stop. 477. Soldier of Fortune. Sorry. Damn it. Closer, though. Yeah. In letters, at least. All right. Um, Ten star. No, boy, I wish. Mm. Um, I, I, I would kill. Kill. <laughs> I would kill, Tyler, for another Super Scope game. I'd kill. Fuck. Okay, I'm hard. Uh, uh, no, this is a Nicktoon. Hmm, it's a Nick too. It's not all real monsters. We're way on the other side. Not that. It's probably not Doug either. Uh, because that video game would be boring. Have we done it before? We have not. Okay. So, so it's, it's not, 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 not Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. It's another Nick Toon that had a game. Rocco's Modern Life. It is Rocco's Modern Life. Spunky's Dangerous Day. All right. Eek the Cat Part 2, yeah. essentially. And this one's better. 
is from it? reviews. I've Snesh okay. drunk. I've watched the videos. This is for this type of game. It's okay. Okay. Has to be better than Eek the Cat. Yeah, yeah has it to be. Yeah. Has to be better than Eek the Cat. <laughs> not a Nick tune. No, Eek the Cat, not a Nick tune. It's an no. ABC tune. I don't know what it actually was, but not a, not a mm-hmm. Nick tune. Always been Cat tune. <laughs> Always be Cat. Always be Cat. <laughs> Uh, right. Always be changing to a better game. Don't play Eek the Cat. Nice. Yeah, nice. thanks. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Spotify. SoundCloud, if it was like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. If you go but back not, in time. But not anymore. Not anymore. If you're listening to this in 2013, <laughs> you can find us there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Hey, have you been to shirts.typog.com? I have. There are a lot of shirts on there, I Tyler. went there. There are a lot of shirts. There are a lot of shirts on there. All those short, soda jerk shirts, they look good. They like do that, look really that good. That baseball style. Yeah, so, I like those. Henleys. Go there. Check yeah. out a shirt, man. I bought like eight of good them. Good shit. It's good shit, man. So I got, got a little burps. Got the Sprite Zero and Long Island Iced Tea burps. Sorry, you're excited about Rocco. I get it. It's true. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Uh, you want to send us something? You know, for a little intro. Yep. Send that to Tadpog Studios, Care of Nicole Nance, Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. We do have some packages that are uh-huh. in various states of us having them. <laughs> we don't, ha- and by that I mean we don't have them yet. Uh-huh. They might be in the PO in box. In transit, could I don't be know. there. It's Schrodinger's a, package. Right. It's a very long, yeah, yeah it's definitely, <laughs> it's a very long journey for the package to get to us. It goes, it goes from Tadbox Sweetheart Nicole to Tadbox Sweetheart Josh to Nikki to me and then to the Bruce Wayne table that we record on here in the True. Holland. Dead. So. Uh, do you want to call us? I'm going to take some voicemails. 270-883-2555. That has been a minute. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. It has been very much a minute. It's almost been an hour. It's been so many minutes. Has it been a year <laughs> since we have taken a call on the show? <laughs> I don't think a full year, but it's been a while. It might be. Might be pre-COVID. <laughs> to call. Yeah. Um. What else do we do? Uh, we're on Tadpog underscore podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah. Tadpog on Facebook. Episode yeah. announcements, memes. Yeah. Then we're Tadpog Nation. You like that dank shit? More of the the I do the deep fandom I, Tadpog I, Nation. I do like the dank shit. Do, but do you like organized good boy chat? Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. That's yeah. also on, that's the Discord. Yeah. What's that Discord? Uh, it is bit.ly slash Tadpog Discord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but most importantly, mm-hmm. we got that Patreon. We do. Let me pull that shit up. Hopefully my phone doesn't shit the bed like it did last week. When I ever text you, it's like, it's still not loading. <laughs> All right, so mm-hmm. I want to thank one Lawrence Young. Thank you, thank you, Lawrence. Let's see a uh, big bump by John Hewitt. Damn, thank you very much. Thank you, John. Uh, a good big bump from Nathan Eaton, and who, who I've dubbed, if you're okay with it, mm-hmm. Prime Game Bud Nathan Eaton. All right, because he it was his idea to to create the Game Bud channel on the Discord where we organize to play. Among Us uh, ah, okay. every Thursday night. So if All anybody's right. interested in playing Among Us, that's 
bit.ly slash Tadpog Discord. And if you want to give also under the name Nathan Eden, you can be imposter Nathan Eden. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then a big bump. I get, I'm assuming that's a bounty uh, from, from Cthusius Jeff Miners. It is. It is, in fact, a bounty. Uh, I talked to him today about what we're going to be doing for him. Um, would you like, we can announce it or it can be a surprise. Either way is fine. We have two games that are in the, in the shoot, to, two okay. bounties, uh, for, for Grimm that we need to do first. I don't know if I did these, I scrolled down a little bit. Uh, new pledges from Matthew Garreau and Adam Campbell. Mm-hmm. I think we did those. Did you miss those? Okay. Those were in September, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's worth doing again. Yeah. I'm good with it. Yeah, hey, man. man. Thank you very, very much, yeah. everyone. Thanks, y'all. Uh, this show was executive produced, speaking of Patreon, uh, by the following people who donate uh, at $20 or more a month. Uh, thank you to Usurper Grimm, Cthusius Jeff Miners, Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins, Steve Dixon, God Emperor Alex Pena, Cousin David Galino, Platinum Member Brett Miller, Coronavirus Savior Cubicle Monkey, Joseph Phillips, Cody Phillips, Bantha Master, The Eightfold Daniel Abernathy, Plinko Nick Price, Executive Producer Dig Dougie, Matt Gentile, a.k.a. Gentle G, Magical Sleeper, a.k.a. Big Dick Pie Baker Chris Vaughn, Laud Mullaney Dennis, Pinball Archmage Chris Edler, congratulations on your marriage, Drinksmith Joey Webster, Paul Anderson, Master Cycle Baron Kevin Link, and Demented Lemming. Fuck yes. Thanks, y'all. It goes a long way, and it means a lot. It really, really does. Hey, you want to close this one out, Dave? Uh, as our favorite snake. I mean, yeah. As our favorite well, snake. Theme song of this episode is Moving Single Drively. That track found the show.com. So, our favorite snake. Yeah, I should have thought this out. I don't know that I have a favorite snake. I already got one. You got one? I got one. Wow. All right, I got one too. Okay. So, until next time. Um, Tropical Capricorn. Capricorn. I thought about doing the devil. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought about doing the devil. But then I was worried about going to uh, hell. So I didn't do it. Oh, it's okay. And I couldn't. Just place in Michigan. Yeah, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Michigan in the summer. Yeah, I don't, don't want to go. Uh, I, w- I don't know what the snake and cubic sounds like. How many snakes can you name? Boa constrictor. Well, okay. You're thinking species. I was thinking like fictional snakes or famous, famous real life snakes. Can you name any famous real life snakes? Can we together collectively name any famous real life snakes? Famous real life. That isn't the devil snake in the garden. It's not the devil. Right. And not snake man. Not real. Yeah. That's Uh, not a real snake. Nagini. Nagini from Harry Potter. Not also not a real snake. Oh, not a real snake. Yeah. Damn, a uh, real famous snake. The world serpent. <laughs> yeah, Dromengond. Dromengond? <laughs> uh, mm, the the snakes that the honey badger got. Okay, that's pretty famous as far as mm-hmm, snake goes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. What about? What about like a snake that like Anaconda from Anaconda? Not a real one, but like 
Right, but can be like real big ones like that. Some there are pretty, right? there, yeah, there are pretty big that, ones. That, like that snake that Britney Spears had around her neck in the the toxic video or whatever. You're pretty good at this. <laughs> you're you're pretty good at this. I gotta admit, I didn't even think about that snake. What about a snake that like bit someone famous? Did Cleopatra die from a snake bite? Allegedly, she killed herself with a snake bite. So probably that snake, but allegedly just has new an evidence asp, surfaced. An ass bit her breast. I heard it was right. like, yeah, that that didn't really happen. Asp to breast. Yeah, yeah. You heard it didn't happen. Yeah, I heard that that wasn't actually how she died. Like it was just like she died in a much more proud way, not kill herself over a man. Oh, it was a proud way. Yeah. I got you. So not autoerotic asphyxiation. No, it's a pretty proud way. Oh, it's a way. <laughs> <laughs> David Carradine is like, I'm gonna go. I'm going out on top. Yeah. <laughs> Dear world. <laughs> this is how I choose the climax. Which is fine, I guess. Just be safe. Just a be careful. Famous snake bite. Real life. Real life snake bite. Real life snake bite. Uh there's that one channel, YouTube channel, where that guy just gets bitten by all these dangerous animals. Can you so, name the channel? I've I watched his uh hot ones. Artsy AJ watches him. I can't remember he's Snake bite man. Snake bite man. You know, he gets like so stung like by murder hornets and spiders and snakes and all this kind of shit to gotcha. show you the effects. Wow. So he's kind of like name. Steve Irwin, but like. But like intentional. Alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most famous snake is They're, the stingray. I'm going to face death coming, not surprised. <laughs> Never face death coming. Close your eyes. Yeah, close your eyes. <laughs> Open your mouth. <laughs> So ever ever since you said um, that it was in the cadence of Ninja Turtles, I keep yeah. thinking Mazen Fighter Mutant Saga. Mazen Mazen Saga Mutant Mazen Saga Mutant Fighter Mazen Saga Mutant Fighter Mazen Saga Mutant Fighter. He is in some armor, killing God. 